Hello everyone, welcome back to the Platform Podcast. Uh, today we've got a very special guest, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, the head coach of Rio Grande rugby team, Adrian Pilkington. How's it going, mate? Good, mate. Cheers. Thanks a minute for having me on, Will. Looking forward to the chat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, rugby, up-and-coming sport in the States, one of the, one of the biggest sports uh, that's in New Zealand and in Ireland, our, both of our respective hometown countries. Um, how, how does an Irish rugby coach end up in Rio Grande? coaching their their rugby team tell us a bit of a backstory about how you've ended up where you are sweet yeah um it's been a bit of a journey all right but you know we could treat can we get through it and a little bit of a general knowledge general gist of it um obviously back home irish man grew up on the west coast so originally a clear man now I live in galway with my wife and kids happy out um spent best part of my life back home 21 years i was in the military so I served as a military man for them obviously retired with my state pension i was like let's relax take it easy you know Nah, that was never going to happen, so it wasn't. Um, so nice and gentle. Obviously, a big passion of mine was obviously playing rugby through growing up. Played it up until got very bad injury and stuff like that. And then I decided to go down the route of strength and conditioning and bits and pieces like that. Um, during my time at home, I'd spent about 10, 11 years with my club team, senior team, Galway Corinthians in the All-Ireland League as the head of strength and conditioning with them. In that time, I got to kind of know a few people in bits and pieces. I ended up working in terms of uh, Connacht Rugby pro team in Ireland so kind of lucky enough to get in with them it's kind of a regional SNC coach so kind of every summer involved in their programs from like U16, 17s, 18s, 19s and stuff um, the funny story how I got into that but that's that's a different matter we'll go down to that road but uh, yeah and just yeah. kind of spawned from there kind of strengthening and eastern work doing little bits and pieces around the place um, you know, hurling teams and all that kind of stuff obviously joined LinkedIn you know I went back to school done my sports science degree and bits and pieces obviously as part of this course we had to join LinkedIn you know, one of these things you join and you think, oh, nothing's ever going to come out of this kind of thing or whatever. But um, finishing up my degree, obviously, was retiring. And then it was a case, okay, what am I going to do when I retire next? And obviously, this post arrived up on LinkedIn. I got a private message to know, how's it going? Would you be interested in, you know, brand new rugby program setting up in the States? Would you be interested in being the head of strength and conditioning for it? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, whoa, hey, okay, this sounds promising. Be nice and interest. So had a bit more of a chat into it. Spoke with the head coach that was here in bits and pieces. And we kind of pieced it together. Obviously, the big discussion was with the wife and kids and going, yeah, do you, do you right. mind me heading yeah. off and leaving you for a couple of months at a time and bits and pieces and stuff. But obviously, they were happy enough with it, well, to a degree, you know, there's always the odd day and stuff. But uh, yeah, took the job, came over here in uh, August 2021, was the head of S&C for the rugby program. Um, obviously, when we started out, like it was like surreal, like the kind of season we had in terms of like where we started off, you know, 10 and one season, you're one game away from making NASA championships in your first year. It's like the stuff of dreams. Like, you know, you go on yeah. beating your conference and it's like, oh my God, what's what's going on here? Like, you know, this kind of stuff. Um, just kind of went through from there. You know, a few bits and pieces happened. Obviously the previous coach got a, you know, he was let go from the position and I was just the fortunate guy in the position. And, and the, up. the right spot, the right time. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Um, and obviously, uh, June of this year, or June last year, 22, I was got a phone call from, I was home in Ireland visiting the wife and kids for summer and got a phone call from the school to know I'd be interested in full-time head coaching position. So, you know, obviously it wasn't something I'd come over here to do, but look, hey, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's a great story. Um, yeah, no, 100%. But, you know, for a lot of our listeners, you know, are New Zealand-based. Rugby is a huge part of New Zealand culture, a huge part of, you know, how we live. Um, kind of... But there's not a lot of kind of idea around 
how the structure of of college rugby is would you would you mind kind of telling telling us about you know how it's structured you know is it division one division one a it's it's a bit different to you know your basketball and yeah and your your soccer and those sports would you mind touching on that for us of course yeah 100 percent. obviously i was trying to get used to all this kind of stuff there's probably because of the so vast majority of the states like the different states they've all got their own different conferences and bits and pieces but from the, my understanding what i'm getting from it will is you've got division one yeah there's like division one a division two and then small college that's kind of the divisions mm-hmm. that they work off in terms of that we started out a small college obviously you know kind of didn't know where we were going to go in terms of recruitment and that kind of stuff yeah and now we've been jumped up to division one so when people talk about division one programs like they thought you you know the big ones like your life and your linden one they're they're the more established ones are there but there is other division one teams out there you got thomas moore you got adrian obviously we've got us all that kind of stuff so there is like divisions you could end up going to somewhere in the West Coast and it could be like Division 1, could be a totally different meaning to them and that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? And then obviously when you have the two different East and West Coast, we play 15s in the fall, they play 15s in the spring. It just kind of crosses over and stuff like that. But that's kind of a, a gist of the divisions, where it is. Well, right, from my yeah. understanding, to a degree. <laughs> I'm still getting used to it. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, we've we've got a you know a bunch of rugby kids that are, that are actually looking into this pathway now because... You know, it's always kind of rugby's a, a professional game. You know, you can you can put it like that. Mm. You you play your high school rugby, and then you look at getting a professional contract in New Zealand. You know, it's either trying to make that that ITM Cup or that Super Rugby, or you know, in in the UK, I'm sure it's the same. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's now there's this pathway that has kind of opened up. Uh, so you know, it's it's almost yeah, it's providing different different options right yeah and that's that's a, the great thing about college so kind of tell us a bit about you know what the a day in the life of of a college rugby player looks like compared to say uh a, you know someone trying to crack the professional scene yeah well we point out over here like obviously from the background me and my assistant coach baden have he's obviously south african so he's been through stellenbosch university and kind of that kind of stuff we kind of trying to put a high performance stamp on where we are so like a typical day for a, a Royal rugby player is we do all the rest and so first thing they do is when they wake up they got to log their wellness so they got a wellness check to do basically a couple of questions how have you slept how was your stress levels all that kind of stuff so based on that that comes into my computer here in the office i'm the first one in the door in the morning comes into my office i'll gauge our training schedule off of that for the day in they come 6 15 a.m they've got prehab work to do they got cmj jumps all that kind of stuff monitoring fatigue and bits and pieces so we kind of look after them before they actually get into the actual weight room we're in the weight room then from like 6 30 a.m till around 7 45 doing all that kind of stuff you know weights gets full on strength and conditioning it's great um finish that then it's breakfast time we head over to the cafeteria they'll have breakfast together usually some kids that depend on their schedule your classes might start around 8 30 other kids might be fortunate enough, they might get 10, 30, 11 o'clock starts. Other kids mightn't have any classes at all during the day. That's just kind of how it works. So academics kind of kicks in from like half eight to around three o'clock, give or take on your schedule. Once that's done then, we kind of chat with them. We have, we have a kind of little squad meeting before we start, just explain today's session, what we're doing, what the outcomes we want out of goals and bits and pieces. We get on the pitch then for around four, half four, depending on the day that we have. If it's a Monday, it's a conditioning skill session. We do it literally last... 45, 50 minutes, jumping between conditioning work, skills work, conditioning work, skills work. Then it could be a case of you might, we get dinner afterwards, we may have a forwards meeting or maybe a backs meeting, whatever it is, that kind of stuff. And then we just go from there, kind of get to relax, get to do the homework and stuff like that. Typically, just get the week follows on from that. So we train 
twice a day, Monday, Tuesday. Wednesdays are day off, per se. We have a pool here in the, in the school, so we use that like as a pool recovery session for the squad. We also host study tables then at night in terms of academics. Guys sit in the classroom with me, no phones, all that kind of stuff. You know, Keep an eye on yeah. do their homework every now and again, so we do. Yeah. Thursday then back in, twice a day again, train again. Obviously gym in the morning, pitch in the evening. Fridays then is dictated by how our weekend is, whether we have a game, whether or not we could be traveling to a game. So obviously being full varsity, we have the luxury of going, staying in hotels and all that kind of stuff the day before if we need to. Saturday play the game home or away, and then Sunday then back in pool recovery session and video review session on a Sunday night. So we pretty much can... So, it's, yeah. so it is very much a, a professional rugby yeah, lifestyle. Pretty much to a degree. Except, except you're getting a degree out of yeah. it at the end, right? That's, that's, so, that's, you know. that's the beauty about it. Like it's, you know, you, you, yeah. you get, you get both, best of both worlds. Like you're getting a high-performance training environment. But you're also getting to get an education over at the same time. Because I, I guess a big thing for athletes that, you know, a lot of them struggle to realize is, you know, you've only got this window. You've only got a certain window of your kind of athletic career, right? Mm-hmm. And if you just jump straight into the pros, you're almost leaving yourself with no with no backup plan. Oh, massively. You know, yeah. unless, you, unless you look into the coaching or, or any of that. But, you know, if you can come out of a four-year degree, you know, and playing sport and looking to get a pro contract, you know, you've you've just kind of set yourself up. I, I feel, oh, which is why, yeah. which is why we're encouraging all of our, you know, these rugby boys to actually, you know, look down this pathway. Yes, the the financial gains might not be there for the first mm-hmm. four years, but in the long term, you know, it's going to pay itself off. A short term hit for a long term gain. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I, I guess I've done a lot of comparing New Zealand and, and you know, the UK to, to American rugby, but you can actually switch that around and compare the American rugby to how we play it back home. How, how, have, you find, how have you found adjusting to that? Because obviously the States are still developing their, you know, their kind of their rugby game. Mm-hmm. Uh, how have you found adjusting to that? I suppose the biggest thing is trying to, you know, obviously back home in Ireland and New Zealand, like everyone, since they're, you know, they get a rugby ball in their hand or six years of age, what do you want to do? I want to play for Munster. I want to play for Canterbury. I want to be that kind of thing. What's the next step after that? I want to be, I want to play for the All Blacks. I want to play for Ireland. So that's, there's a pathway is always kind of true for that. Whereas kind of kids here in America, it's like, not saying it's for everybody, but some kids could have literally got through like third grade in high school and it's like, oh. I'm an American football player who's like, oh, I'm not really making a football. Oh, what's this game over here? I can pick it up and play it. So there's no real kind of rugby IQ gone back into it. It's the biggest part I found is the rugby IQ. That is the massive. Yeah. In terms of. And I can actually, I can actually compare that to my, my own personal experience. I play lacrosse, mm-hmm. right? And you know, I but I've been playing rugby since I was five years old. Since I could, since I could run yeah. around, I've had a rugby ball in my hands. I picked lacrosse up when I was around 14. And then I, I, I was fortunate enough to get to the States to play lacrosse. And it was just a completely different game considering these guys in, in my team in the States had all been had, they've all had a stick in their hands since they were five. Yeah. You know, it shows that kind of, you've got to start young, I guess. Oh yeah, definitely is. And now don't get me wrong, there's guys here that like we've literally physical athletes like that can take up the game with specimens and stuff. Some of them like, but yeah. it's just, like I said, the biggest thing I'd say, Will, is that rugby IQ. You know that we that just that outside of America now there is Americans that have it. Don't get me wrong; I'm not gonna you know paint them all with the run brush. But yeah. from my experience, what I found is that rugby IQ. It's also that kind of like there's a little bit of a work ethic. You know what I mean? Back home, it's like, yep. I want to be an all back. 
but they know what it takes to be an All Black. It's like boom. Whereas you get kids here like they want to be a pro rugby player, but like we don't know what to do to be a pro rugby player. You know, you don't have that work ethic of like having stuff. Like we kind of compare it to ten percent of you know what you do is on the pitch. It's the ninety percent you do when the camera's not on you. That's yeah. the stuff that's going to make you get to the top. That's going to separate you from the good from the great. Like, and a lot of these kids, you know, from my experience, I'm finding don't really understand that. You know what I mean? It's like you got to sit sit them in front of the uh, the new Richard McCall movie. Yeah, that's good, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Like, you know, I want to be an all back. Why do you want to be an all back? Why did you want to be a great all back? You know, and that's kind of it. And I think I it's to be the greatest. Happy. Yeah, they haven't been invested in the game for so long. You know, it was we like I said, yeah. we've, we've chatted before, and it's like. I would sit and watch three or four or five Six Nations games in a row, like you know, and that's kind of, oh, you get excited because oh, Ireland are playing France. You live, live and breathe rugby. Yeah, and that's it. Whereas here, it's like, uh, I'll watch it because, you know, coach has us in watching it and that kind of stuff. And then it's like, but yes, like Sunday here now is going to be like, the entire world is going to stop here in America because the Super Bowl is on. Like So it's like, oh my God, the greatest game in the world. And you're like, yeah, every player here will be able to tell you how many, you know, touchdowns Patrick Mahomes, how many yards he's running for and stuff. But yet, if I ask them about Ireland or France on Saturday, they look at me and go, eh, I'm not too sure yet. I'll wait for the highlights to come out kind of thing. You know, so that's kind of it. I think, going back to your question, the biggest thing I found is just having that rugby IQ and being invested in the sport from a young age. You know, if they were, yeah. I think they'd be a hell of a lot different around here. Yeah, well, I mean, you've just, you've got the athletes in America, right? You know, I've seen some of those football <laughs> players firsthand. Some of them are monsters. Yeah. Like, that. you know, they, they tower over us Kiwi guys, but... Yeah, like you said, I guess it's that that you know that heart, you know, and is that ticker that you know that that you know that power that that kind of is instilled in us. Yeah, uh, it kind of comes with the culture, I guess. So, I, I mean, it's it's still growing. I'm sure you know the the states will get to there at yeah, some 100%. point. It's and just... the fact like they've been they get to host the World Cup in a few years time and stuff like that it is growing. Yeah. And obviously the MLR literally they announced yesterday a brand new team in 2024 in Florida, the Miami Sharks. So. You know, not the football team based on any given Sunday, but you know that can. But and they, they also love their sevens, right? Oh, sevens yeah. is like I've. For me, I'd love it just at a season of fifteens. I would absolutely love it. But sevens yeah. rugby over here is like the biggest thing. It's so we're going into now. And the seven, the US sevens seems quite good. They're yeah, quite both, successful, yeah, right? Yeah, the women's yeah. team and the men's team are quite good. They're pretty yeah. decent as well. Like they're they're hoping to qualify for the Olympics stuff. But there's a big fascination with sevens over here. So we're heading into a full season now of sevens our entire fall our entire spring season sorry is all sevens tournaments so we like four or five right, tournaments yeah. and that's all it is so there's no 15s kicking in so so basically yeah so what i've kind of taken from that is that kiwi kiwi players stand out oh yeah noticeably yeah 100 percent they will yeah but not just not just kiwi it, players like they will, like any kind of international that decides to make the jump to the states is going to stand out based around their rugby iq and that stuff that they're going to bring to the game that's what they're going to bring. Now, like I said, you, know, you could go down the route with scholarships and go, I want to bring 20 kids, 30 kids, whatever, you know, internationals over and flood your team with that. Well, how, are you do, how are you growing the game here in America by doing that? So was, what yeah. we're trying to do here in Rio is if I can get a spine of like eight to 10 internationals to join the crew that I have, that's kind of what we want. You know, we're not going to build our team around internationals, you know, because at the yeah. end of the day, those boys will fly home tomorrow. You know, uh, this isn't for me, I'm going home. What are you left with? You know, you're acting this stuff. Yeah, it's actually very very similar to um, the situation I've got at the moment with lacrosse in New Zealand. We're obviously going to the World Cup in June, mm. and you know we've got a few few uh, Americans that you know have New Zealand passports or have New Zealand parents, and yes, they can come back and dominate in New Zealand 
and you know take all of our spots going to the World Cup. But you know it's that homegrown talent that needs to grow. Yeah, uh, and 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 you know they're they're invaluable, right? Invaluable to actually get that growth going because of the things they can teach and, and the, you know the the skills they can share. But it's got to come from it's got to come from that homegrown development. Big time, one hundred percent. They have to, and I think. There's probably a lot of political issues going on with US rugby at the moment and stuff like that that need to be sorted out. But I think once they get them things kind of sorted out, I think the rugby here will actually go massive. Obviously, looking forward to it. We have a team, pro team starting now in Chicago. About six hours off from us, I'm kind of going to follow them for a couple for this season, see how they get on, see how they go. Obviously, having a mate from yeah. Galway sign for them as well help, kind of helps too. So we're going to have a look at sure, them. Sure, sure. Yeah. Tell, us, tell us a bit about Rio. Obviously, you know, you've got your rugby program and you've got you've you've mentioned about you know your your training and and all that kind of jazz but there's you know there's a lot more that comes into it talk tell us through the talk us through the facilities kind of the the living situations the the food all of these things that you know are very important when it comes to selecting a selecting a school oh 100 percent um we're in a rural rural environment we're about we're southeast ohio we're about two hours southeast of uh, columbus airport which is the main airport um small rural town slash village depending on who you talk to the people that live here say town i'm kind of like a village but that's just because i know from ireland um campus is pretty small enough you'd orientate it within an hour to know where you're going it's a small enough kind of family vibe feel to it everybody knows everybody you know obviously being the rugby players we're the only contact sport we don't have american football so the rugby boys stand out an absolute mile going around the place so um plus they always go around in packs of like fours or fives and throwing a rugby ball in bits and pieces so they're around the place 500 kilos walking yeah, around yeah well, agree um but no it's like i said we've all the facilities as you know every other university has fitness center swimming pool all that kind of stuff to do it helps us out and from an athletic point of view academic wise we offer student success coach, you know coaches that look after your t- schedules and stuff like that libraries you know all that kind of stuff it's pretty decent in terms of like accommodation wise storm room accommodation for me i always get my athletes to share together from a rugby point of view okay i kind of just I push that with the the director of housing i'm like you know it makes sense in terms of a schedule wise. like you know there's no point yeah 100 percent. no point putting an esports kid with a with a rugby player yeah. esports kid like he, yeah. he comes alive at one o'clock in the morning till about six you know playing esports <laughs> we're getting up to go training um and then obviously cafeteria wise that we have we do um we offer three meals a day breakfast lunch and dinner it's all you can eat buffet so you just go in swipe the student card you sit there for an hour an hour and a half and get as much as you like to eat all that kind of stuff but yeah it's it's i've right. i've settled in pretty okay over here obviously it'd be nice if the wife and kids were with me but you know we can't have everything to a degree um, but yeah nice little family feel to it there's local coffee shops around the place we've got like family dollar we've got mcdonald's we've got subway Taco Bell is opening here next week, you know, so another restaurant to add to. We've got pizza places. I'm sure your boys will love that. Oh, yeah, they can't wait. <laughs> Some of them can't wait to get there. But, yeah, it's pretty decent enough. It's, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, 20 minutes down the road from us then, we've got a town called Gala Police. We've got the bowling alleys. It's got, like, a Walmart. It's got all that kind of stuff. We go there, and so we do a lot of social activities at the group. On, a, you know, Saturday or Sunday as a rugby team, we'll head off. We'll go bowling. Um a lot of uh, hills and stuff around here, so we head off like hill walking and all that kind of stuff around us. You know, some lovely parks within an hour of the place that we head off and do bits and pieces. So, kind of active or active recovery days on a Sunday, we might head off as a group and go for a hike and bits and pieces and stuff like that. So, because I guess that that's a big thing that a lot of you know potential student athletes kind of are worried about or concerned about when they're looking at 
you know shipping halfway across yeah. the world to another country is is kind of that that being alone i know i when i did it i was worried i was like what if you know i don't get along with my teammates what if i but you it sounds like you very much enforced kind of like a family oh, you know that that rugby team becomes a second family yeah 100 percent. like we don't um we don't enforce it it just kind of happens like we had a kid join us in the spring um carleon came in you know fresh kid in from kansas city like was like you know, very nervous, kind of the first day, he kind of went to the cafeteria, kind of sat on his own just to a degree. And he literally, biggest guy we have, Patrick, like he's about six foot five, kind of just literally went over, picked up his chair with him on it and dropped him back in the table. <laughs> like, you're part of the crew, man. Don't be sitting on your own when you're coming from me. He's and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. It's the same kind of vibe we have. Obviously, we go in the cafeteria, we'll eat, and you'll have like 10, 15 rugby guys all sitting around together. But then as soon as they leave, like the, the cleaner lady is like, well, your, your boys weren't here. You know, it looks literally like they were not here. They just literally, that kind of vibe. Everybody loves them. Everybody on campus loves them. They get invited. It is that rugby culture, right? Yeah, I get like, you know, the basketball team are playing. The women's or the men's team are playing. I get it like knocking the door. Hey, your boy's free tonight. Are you training? Can they come to the game? Put, you know, put on a bit of a hype crowd, all this kind of stuff. They do it in a nice way. Like they're, they're a hype crowd, but they do it in a good way and that kind of stuff. And everyone just loves them to a degree. So. I love I love hearing that because you know obviously I'm I'm coaching the New Zealand under eighteen lacrosse team mm-hmm. and I've I'm 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 big into that rugby culture of you know leave the changing room better than you yeah, found it hundred percent and you know so that so you know that that kind of it's nice to hear that the Americans are picking up that side of rugby as well because you know I, you can see they they often like to you know commercialize sport and and you know but there is those homegrown kind of rugby values that. They seem to be keeping along, which is great. Oh no, we do, and like there is certain things that obviously you you do miss from home. Like if we go to away games, you know, there's you mightn't get you know I'm not saying everybody again, but you mightn't get a dressing room, you know, or you mightn't get showered. Yeah. The big thing here that we like offer arrivals, like if away teams come to us, I kind of try and put on like you'd have at home. We don't have a clubhouse yeah. per se, but we have fitness center right. There's a locker room in there you can check. And, and teams are like, what we've a dressing room, you know? Yeah, and then there's showers after guys when you're free and stuff, you know. And we go for a bite to eat out, and they're looking at you going. You know, and then they're asking you, oh, do we have to, and it's, it's all covered. Like, it's just stuff that we, we've grown up with back home that like, you know, the aftermath yeah. of the culture of bits and pieces that over here, it's like, we don't really, we don't, they don't really have it. They look at you in shock when you kind of say, I'll give you a bit of a meal before you go on a five hour bus journey back home. Like, you know, they're kind of, it's funny, like, but yeah, it's kind of just bringing, bringing those cultures with it. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and, you know, coming back to the rugby, you know, the actual on field stuff, uh, we've been thinking about, we've actually talked about this prior is the the kicking yak oh. you know what's going on there because you know nfl right you kick on fourth down you 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 know you try avoid kicking at all costs but you know with rugby it's a it's a vital skill you mm-hmm. you, you know it's, and it's a tool that we can use to kind of get down the field and, and push that territory how are your boys finding uh picking that up uh, it's kind of something we have to ingrain them and kind of you know kind of sit down with them and give them videos and kind of understand you know it's that map a rugby map of positions on the pitch and understand that you know when to kick when not to kick the biggest thing we have like the issue we've had is guys everything is like a penalty you gotta understand kick your points you know points are going to win you games you know that kind yeah. of stuff so like if we're in a kickable position let's kick the penalty i'm a coach tap and go tap and go because the mentality like i said is going back to high school is where like give the ball to the biggest guy and we'll score and we'll do this it's just like they just want to keep playing contact contact tap and goes yeah tap and go tap and go let's relax let's Kick a penalty. We can kick if it's in kickable position. Let's kick three points. You get the ball back. <laughs> like three points, you know, could be the difference between winning and losing the game. So we we try and yeah. encourage to a degree. You know, 
we work on that. Look, there's a time and a place where we're going to kick it. There's a time and a place where we're going to tap and go it. That kind of stuff, you know. And then, yeah, and then I guess from a strength and conditioning perspective, you've you've obviously got a lot of footballers or you know ex ex football players coming in. And rugby and football, although they kind of, I guess, look similar, from a strength and conditioning standpoint, completely different games. Yeah. You know, you've got 20 seconds on, a minute off, whereas rugby is 40 minutes straight blast. How, how have you found from a, you know, obviously your strength and conditioning experience, trying to, trying to teach them, you know, those different skills and those different energy systems that they have to use? Yeah, I, I suppose... It's difficult, you know. We've all seen like the YouTube videos of American footballers training in the gym and stuff. <coughs> Excuse me, but it's getting my boys had to flip that mentality of boys. Less is more, you know. And they're yep. going what? Like the first day we went in the gym and you get a kid like you know, oh coach, I was in football and squat four hundred pounds or whatever. And I'm like, great, squat the bar for me. And he's looking at you going, what? So you get him to squat the bar and then it's like you, you can't squat and he's like, oh, but I can, I can. You're like, you can't. If I put four hundred pounds in your back, now it's going to break. So it's just about like getting them into the mentality of look, functionally move first, and then we start increasing weight and stuff. Compared to like, like I'm not saying again, I'm not knocking the whole football culture in bits and pieces, but just stuff that I've seen like as an S, you kind of look at it and cringing. Oh my god, why are you making a kid do that? Why are we doing this to a degree? Um, you know, like you said, flipping the energy systems, getting footballers to understand that you play for 40 minutes. You know, I, you know, they, I get questions of asking, how does Tyg Furlong like the size of him? How does he last 40 minutes of a game? I'm like. He's conditioned. He's fit. He's conditioned. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. I know my oldest brother. He's a. He, he was a front rower. He's six five, one hundred and hundred and thirty kegs. But um, th- that boy can just run. He can just run. It's yeah. It's not fast. Yeah. You know. He's 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 not he's not doing breakaways. But he just it's a motor. Yeah. You know. It's like a big diesel engine. Just keeps going. That's it. Yeah. And then there's other little bits and pieces that we do in terms of trying like prehab stuff. Looking at you in the morning, like have you gone through your prehab before you start actually lifting? They're looking at what. You with a whole round of exercise you got to get through all that kind of stuff you know monitoring their injuries like you know coach why do you want why do you care how much of sleep you know why do you care what i eat why do you care how many hours you know stress levels because all this stuff builds up and it's just that kind of mentality of like they've never had someone kind of monitoring practically everything they do to a degree and it's just putting them in- and that's that, that's awesome because i guess you know that would be a lot of concerns when when people go through the recruiting process is you know Maybe Ryo, as a, you know, you've only been a rugby program for what three years now, but you're actually you, you take the time, and this is obviously something that you've instilled yourself. Is you know that you got to treat it like you have been a program for twenty years, that you can compete with these kind of best schools on the table, and the only way you're going to do that is is by treating it how they treat it. Yeah, you know, 100%. be better than your opposition. Exactly, and that's it. And literally, like everything we try and do and try and implement with the players is like literally trying to make them that better player. You know, whether it's yeah, you know, they come here, they do their thing for four years. If they get the degree, great. If they become better rugby players, even better. But for me, it's about the academics. But making them a better rugby player and understanding, you know, the, like a student athlete is going to be under massive amount of stress. 100%. You know, we, we've all been there in terms of exams and bits and pieces. And the thing is, you can't stress an already stressed body, you know, in terms of that. So yeah. in terms of, for me, in SNC, when a kid tells me, like, why do you want to know my stress levels? Well, I need to know, like, if I'm, if you're coming into the gym and you're already stressed, can I load you up and make, otherwise, you know, your body's going to break. And they're looking at you going, oh, mm-hmm. nothing's going, oh, coach, I feel great. But you're like, I know what's going to happen in the next day or two if we load you up. So it's just having that mentality. And I think the boy, it was a slow start getting them to buy into it mm-hmm. and kind of why why are you not letting me train coach I feel fine I feel good yeah but your dad is telling me that something's going to happen here so we're just going to ease you back 
you know, I need you fit on Saturday. I don't need you fit on Tuesday. You know, that kind of thing. And it's just that mentality of kind of, you know, the biggest thing I kind of find out, my boys get two days off in a week from training. It's, it's a little bit unheard of in terms of like some coaches, two days off. Yeah. I'm like, your body needs a break. They have to, you know, they have to recover. That kind of stuff. It's, I suppose it's just something I've grown up with in that kind of environment I've been in and just carried it through. It's worked where I've, where I've seen where it worked. And I, yeah. And I, I guess also, you know, going into it, you know, although it is, you know, sad that you, you can't have your family with you, that means, it means you have a lot more time to actually dedicate to your boys, dedicate to your team and dedicate to your players. So, uh, you know, compared to other schools, I guess, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a plus there. You know, your coach is going to be on your neck 24-7. He knows, you know, you must have quite a personal relationship with, with a lot of your players. Oh, yeah. The biggest, like, like I said to my boys, like from day one to the right in, is like, I have an open door policy. 100% my door is literally to the office is open 24-7. 100% and like my phone is there I, I live on campus which kind of helped maybe yeah. it might help might hinder I don't know so we're practically you know I'm in their kind of pockets and they're in mine at the time there is times where listen I'll go into the cafeteria I'll sit to the opposite end and they'll sit in there and we kind of just there's the time where you need to break Yeah. but we have a great like we have a very good relationship and the same thing like I brought in my assistant Baden he literally he just clicked from day one like you know you know you're kind of going recruiting for an assistant and it's like yeah. Is it going to work? Is it not? He's come in and he's been like an absolute godsend. He, he drags me out of the office at night time. You know, I could sit here like, oh, like, oh I need recruitment. He was like, come away, come away. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And the boys have taken him as well, 100%. But we do have a very good personal relationship. Um, I'm here. I'm an international. I'm away from home. I understand, you know, the pressures that come up in away from home. We've got students from Hawaii, you know, California, that kind of stuff. We've got kids from England, France. I understand what they're going through being away from home, being away from family. So my door just literally come chat boys if you have an issue anything come and talk to me you know if it's something seriously we'll do our best to get you home as much as we can but we we're that family environment Look, at the end of the day I kind of see myself like I have a duty of care to these kids no matter what I'm their coach you know what I mean and if things are happening to these kids I gotta make make sure that they're they're looked after 100% so whether it means a kid comes from New Zealand and he's got to get home for something I'll do everything in my power to have him literally out of here within the next day as much as we can that kind of stuff. So I do understand all that kind of stuff, you know, being away from home as well. hundred percent, a hundred percent. Well, I guess on that note, if, if anyone does want to, you know, reach out to learn more about Rio Grande and, and coach Adrian's program, you know, let us know, hit us up on Instagram, platform sports management, we'll put you in touch with them. Uh, and you know, we can go from there, you know, rugby is the, the, the new wave in the States, you know, so, and we've got the talent here, so why not? Oh, why not share it with the world? I guess. Hundred percent, the talents in New Zealand. It's it's there, and it's here in America as well. It's just that, you know, wherever it goes, we'll take them. We're hundred percent. So it is. Well, it's been an absolute absolute pleasure to have you, Coach. Um, we could sit and chat rugby all day, but you know, we've got we've got a busy life, so uh, it's it's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch with sending you some million, pretty class players. Awesome, mate. It's been an absolute 100%. pleasure to chat with you. Cheers. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Bye, bye.